All right, let's begin. Baruch Hashem. We're blessed. We're blessed to be alive. We're blessed to have a new day. We're blessed to be able to start fresh. That's the reason why Hashem created uh, a, the world where we are able to go to sleep. And it's not just one long day that a person has an opportunity to renew himself, Chadashim Labkarim Rabba Munasecha, is that it gives a person the ability to have a new perspective and to realize the, the opportunity of, of life, the opportunity of change, the opportunity to, to upgrade one's, one's experience of life. As a person gets older and older, it's not just about uh, numbers of being older, your age, your another day goes by, that's Paro. Paro's Gematria Hashana is Tichbara Voida is the shot that every day is just another day and it's uh, yesterday is just like today and tomorrow is just like today and here we go again. But a yid Hachidishem was in Mitraim. Be'eretz Mitzrayim, they're Medayik. They say that Dafka Hashem gave over the mitzvah of, of, of Chiddush, of Chiddush, of renewal, Dafka Be'eretz Mitzrayim. Because the greatest Meitzar, the greatest constriction a person can have is the constriction of, of, of the lack of the ability to renew oneself. The lack of the ability for a person to become fresh. Everything, if you, if you think about it, Anything in, in Avodah Hashem, anything that a person does, if he had renewal, he would be excited. Right? If a person would be learning Aleph Bays for the first time, if a person would be uh, experiencing anything for the first time, so he would be excited. A person uh, gets married, right? he, a person would never have any problem with his relationship with his wife if he would always feel that, that uh, this is the first time I met her. Right? This is a new day. Right, your children, your job, whatever it might be, your life. What's the pshat? The pshat is, is that, is that um, first of all, it is. It is the first time, because today is the first uh, 10.07 of Monday morning, uh, of uh, Monday, whatever the, the uh, English date is, February 8th. Chaf, uh, um, I don't know where we are, Chafei, Chavav, Chavzayim. Chavav, Shvat, Tavshin, Pei Aleph, and it'll never ever exist ever again. Today will never ever be here ever, ever, ever again. This moment will never, that's how the tzaddikim live. The tzaddikim are able to live that the, the moments even, it's not even today is, is the only thing that I have. It's this moment, you know, and this hour, and the more you get um, connected to that, and when you realize, like we've said before, Right, uh, five minutes ago is further away from a million years from now. You can't do anything about five minutes ago. Nothing. It's done. It's dead. Literally dead. And people, right, like we said yesterday, Shalom said that beautiful pshat. Is that our das is always in our past. It's always in an hour ago or last night where it's always thinking about the future. But the when a person trains his brain, when a person creates his mind to, to 
focus on the positive, for a person to focus and say, because all of our thoughts are from our past. Our thoughts that we've played, and even psychologists say, they say a person's thought um, record has been playing the same, you basically play 90, I don't know the percentage, but I'll say it's probably, I'll probably say it's about, without even looking up the statistics, it's probably 100%, I'm not even gonna say 90. The same, we replay the same thing in our brain over and over and over. Okay, it's a different, it's a different scenario, but the, the thoughts that we play in our brain are the same, same thoughts that are over and over, just playing since, since we're kids, since, since we're whatever it is, and we don't have control over that, because it just plays. The, the avoda that a person can do, as B'Tzedek Tishba when a person learns to, to start uh, looking at himself differently, when he starts thinking differently, when he starts training himself to think positively, and, and the key is to say to train yourself. You, you can't, when a, when, when, you, have to, you have to every day work on, work on learning to, to, to think positively, to think good thoughts, to think loving thoughts, to think beautiful thoughts. Right? That's why we start off in the morning. Mamish, you start off in the morning, you start off by thanking Hashem that my eyes, I open my eyes, I could see, I could move my arms, I could go ahead, gratitude. When a person begins with gratitude and he's thankful, thankful, right? So people who are grateful are happy. That's one of the ways for a person to become happy. If you want to become happy, you have gratitude. You're thankful. You see the positive. Otherwise, you wake up and you're already experiencing the negative. So, of course, and a lot of times in the morning, specifically, your thoughts are extra negative in the morning. So when a person starts off, maybe that's why Chazal started off our day by with Modahani, start being thankful. Then you say, Pokeach Evrim, right? Mal Arumim. Right, you, 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 you begin by having gratitude, begin with having loving thoughts, beautiful thoughts. And that's why we start off with purity of speech, because we want to start off our day loving other Jews, loving each other, forgiving each other, forgiving other, other people, and it's hard. It's very, very hard for a person, as we learned yesterday, Mir Tashem will continue today, Sharm. it's very, very hard to forgive people. It's very, very hard not to want to take revenge. It's very, very hard not to, not to um, hate somebody and not to hold. Right? I spoke to someone the other day and he was saying, he was talking about, Mamash, I just mentioned it before, he was talking about he has anger and he's angry at this uh, a Rebbe of his, he's angry at, at someone uh, that, that uh, hurt him when he was in, in uh, um, elementary school and he says, like, he's still. Like he hopes, he hopes he dies. That's what he's telling me. I hope this guy, this, this is what he's telling me. Um, and I told him, and, and if he dies, are you not going to be angry anymore? Right? That's what you're talking about. If he dies, you're not going to be angry? So let's say he would die. Let's say something happens to him. You're not going to be angry? He'll still be angry. He'll still be angry because the anger, right? What was that? Here, 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 read the... Revenge. Right, Rabbi Regensburg just showed me from Rabbi Tversky. Right, it's a line, we've, we've, uh, it's been on the chat, it's a beautiful line, he says, uh, <coughs> indeed, um, that's right, bearing a grudge is allowing your enemy to live in your most expensive real estate, 
which is your mind rent-free. Right? Thank you. All right, so what's the Now, again, again, I just want to chazer over. It makes, sense, it makes sense that you feel that way. It makes sense that you have that anger. But, but, and and we'll, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how you have to experience You have to say, yes, I'm angry. Yes, I hate that guy. Yes, that guy. <laughs> 100%. But, but to realize that you're going to suffer because of that. And if you don't learn to slowly, slowly get rid of it, or to heal it, whatever it might be, then it just gets bigger and bigger. Meaning a person could be 50 years old, he could be 60 years old, he could be 40 years old, 50, 60 years old, and he could still be suffering from... from um, from uh, something that happened to him 50 years ago. And he could still be holding a grudge. He could be holding it. Doesn't mean that, that um, you can't have a grudge, which we'll learn, learn about. It's normal to have it, but unless you let it go, or it lets go of you, then you'll keep it for until the day you die. Yes, Shia. So I knew a guy who, um, he was a billionaire. Uh, he lived in Toronto. I was not sure you like you know, he always used to say he's like my father never ever gave me a compliment, even until he was nine years old. He's right. like, my father he said he made his first million dollar deal when he was like twelve or thirteen. And he goes on his dad, he's like, a million dollar deal. His dad's like, even a Chinaman can do that. And like wow. till till his deathbed, right, you know, like, he was he was complaining that his dad had no Right. Amazing. 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 Exactly. Amazing. Now, I love that story because, and again, we're not judging that person, but you could have a 90-year-old man, an 80-year-old man walking around talking about, um, you know, how, what his father, you know, didn't do for him. And again, as we're going to learn from Sil Sharm today, you, you want to, no, no, nobody here is 90. So if we were, to, if I was, if we were talking with a bunch of nine-year-olds, I'm not sure, not sure how, what I would say. But, uh, but the, the, what, what you can do when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, or a little bit older, you could say, I hope when I get to 90, I hope when I get to 90, you know, that it's not going to be like that. I'll quickly just, I don't know how many here remember my uh, famous story the first time I flew um, uh, first class on, a, on an airplane. It was like, it was, it, was, uh, it was a great, I was actually like, it was Delta and I was upstairs. So it, was, it wasn't even like business class in the front. It was like walking upstairs, whatever. Someone flew me out um, first class. I felt like, like a king. I was actually going there at Stroll. I was like, wow, Hashem, like, you know, Mashiach, like, Sharm. Up, up in first class, and I, you know, and they, they didn't know someone bought me a ticket. They thought I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a, a high roller, whatever they call them, right? And I remember sitting. I remember sitting next to this guy. I'll never forget the story. I remember sitting next. I mean, you don't even sit that next to. You have like your whole whatever. You're sitting like a king. They serve you. They're coming. You know, the second you get there, take your jacket, serving you wine, mom, literally taking care of you like you're. I mean, they're expensive tickets, so it makes sense. So this guy next to me, I remember he was in about his 80s. I don't know if you guys remember this story. I've said it over a few times. Um, and I'm so thankful that this story happened because I'm still saying it over. This must have been, how many years ago? Maybe t t 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I don't know. This guy's in his 80s, and he was having trouble with his, with his 
um, movie screen and his this, right, um, for the first like hour of the flight. And the guy was yelling and screaming and he's like was hitting the thing. I remember as he was doing it, I'm looking, I'm like, I'm sitting there like, you know, you know, putting on like the slippers that they give you and I'm like sitting there like, you know, having, having a party. And this guy next to me is, is Ki'ilu, like he's sitting in coach in the back, you know, in the worst seat in the world, having, having a fit about life. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, I'm like, I was like, you gotta be joking. You know, this guy's in his 80s, 70s, 80s, and I'm like, I'm like, the whole time, the first hour or so, he was this, or whatever, we didn't end up schmoozing, he was a shtickle, grumpy guy, right? Now, why am I saying that? I was like, thank you so much for teaching me. Here, I'm saying over the story in his honor. You know, thank you so much for teaching me that I never, ever, ever want to be like that in my whole life. Never, ever. And if I'm like that at 19 years old, I'm like that at 21 years old, that when the air conditioner is broken, you know, or my roommate, you know, does a little something, or my wife, it's a shame when you get married, the same thing is going to happen with your wife, that, 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 or your kids, right? I've, as chatasi animasker, like I have gotten upset, Baruch Shem, not for many years, but I've gotten upset, like when, if my child, you know, spilled something, I'd be like upset, like what? Like, you're going to get upset that your child, like, spilled something? Yeah, so, so, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it out loud, because it's, uh, it's embarrassing and humbling to say it. But yeah, so I used to get upset. Like, you know, Baruch Shem, I, I never punished anyone. I didn't scream like a baby. But I would get upset. You know, now, I couldn't care less. Watch, today something's going to happen. My kid's going to spill my tie, you know, something like that. Okay, okay. I'll be, I'll but what's the point? The point is you can't, I actually saw this morning, I learned this morning in Mishle, uh, a, a tremendous chizik. I, I'm, I'm very surprised at the, I think the Malbim, the Malbim says it, he says that a person can really reach to a level, and it makes sense when you, if you do affirmations and you learn to train your brain, I'm telling you, everyone, I, I could beg you and tell you, I'm telling you, start young. I didn't start when I was your age. You could train your brain to think beautiful thoughts. You really, really can. Nowadays, you could really, really train yourself to have gratitude. You could train yourself to be somebody who's bombarding yourself with beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thoughts as much as you can. And the more you do that, it'll transform. It'll transform the way you think. It'll transform the way the way you think about your life, the way you think about things. It doesn't mean that that things won't come up. Um, it, it, things will come up that are, that, are, that are challenging. Who said this to me yesterday? I was talking to, and he gave me permission to say it. I was talking to Chaim Tenenbaum, what, what a special person. He was telling me an incredible thing. He, said, he says, when someone does something, he says he's very visual. And he says, when someone does something um, negative or something that he doesn't like, he says he literally looks at the person. I was blown away. I said, can I mention this? Your name? He says, please. He says, no problem. He says, I literally look at the person like that person is me, that I'm looking in the mirror. He says, I'm literally looking at the mirror. When I see someone like do something wrong, it's like, or bad or whatever it is, it's literally like I'm looking in the mirror. That's how I look at it. And I know that it means 
that it's something that I need to deal with. It means that Hashem, whatever it might be, whatever it might be, it doesn't have to be necessarily that specific thing. But the point is that everything we see is a, is a, is a, is a gift from Hashem. And Hashem is showing us something that He wants us to see. And the key is, the key is to have an internal, an internal, um, an internal relationship with yourself. To have a relationship with yourself where you could think the way you want to think. You can live the way you want to live. And the more a person works on that, and the more a person, right, is very tuned in. We're going to hear from Rav Simcha Rabba in a minute. I want to hear from Rav Simcha Rabba. Right? I'm very, very, um, very amazed by this, you know, this, this IFS, which is, which is truly, truly, truly just learning yourself. Mamish understanding, right? Yesterday was Rabbi Yisrael Salanter's yard site, right? Rabbi Yisrael Salanter said, he says, a person can learn, I'll say two things from him. Again, I think they're both from him. Number one, people try and, and, and understand God and believe in themselves. That's what he says. People try and understand God and believe in themselves, right? That's our generation. I want to understand the way God works and I got to learn to believe in myself. He says, no. Do the opposite. Believe in God and try and understand yourself. Don't worry about understanding God. You want to understand God? Learn Derech Hashem. That's the best you're going to understand God. Learn Derech Hashem. Do it, do it once or twice and you'll have no questions about God. I promise you. Nothing. But spend your time understanding yourself. What you're different, you know, what, you're, what, what you are. Why am I so negative? How can I change my negativity? What can I do in, 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 in loving more, understanding more, <coughs> being someone who can, who can walk around the life? I spoke to someone the other day. I'm a mamish. I was broken in my heart. I spoke to someone the other day, and he's telling me, like, he has this anger problem. He escapes through drinking and different stuff. And he says, he, that's it. He covers it up, and that's it, because he knows he has this anger problem. He's going to have to live with it his whole life. I'm like, why can't you change it? It wasn't even an option to think that maybe I could change it. Right? He doesn't even think that it's an option that you could change it. Like, what? That's death. Death, death, is, death is that you can't... Death is that you can't change. Why, why is death that you can't change? Because that's what happens when you're dead. When you're dead, you're dead. As long as a person's alive, he can change. He can make... He can make. So, so the definition of death is that you can't change. So, but why can't I change my, my, the way I think? Uh, just one more story and then we'll get to Ibsen Karaba. Uh, the other thing from Yusrael Salantari says, he says, a person, this I've mentioned many times here, a person can live 70, 80 years and not even know himself. Right? You don't even get to know yourself. And that was without the, uh, you know, the entertainment systems that we, that we have in our pockets and our, our things. That's what Yusrael Salantari was saying you know, back in the day. You know, let alone now with all the distractions that it could be, I'm not going to know myself for sure. The chances are that I won't even get to know. Could you imagine, right, how sad that, that is when you have a parent and a child and the parent is estranged to, estranged to a child. They have no connection to a child. Right? The sadness of a father, right? The story that I say over where, you know, the guy sitting with the child in the restaurant. Now you see it all the time. Right? Someone's sitting with their child and uh, they're on their phone the whole time. They're totally not... There's nothing more sad to see a father with a child 
and, and there's no connection, zero connection. A mother and a child, there's a disconnect, a massive disconnect. That's painful. It's painful as can be. I saw Friday, I think I was driving back from Yerushalayim Thursday, fr- uh, Friday. I'm driving back. It was one of the best scenes in, uh, in my life. And I saw from behind, I see this guy, uh, he must have been from Kiryat Sefer, right? He's walking, he was walking on the side of the road, holding, like he was walking with his daughter, she must have been like seven years old, and he was walking on the side, uh, this guy um, um, uh, holding his daughter's hand, like just walking together. No cell phones, no nothing. Out of this, I'm like, I'm like, that is priceless, that scene. That's better than going to the Alps, better than going to the beach. Just watching a father, you know, hold his daughter's hand as they're walking on the side of the road. Why is that so beautiful? It's so beautiful because it's so simple, and we know that that is priceless. That value can pay for any psychologist, it could pay for any money, it could pay for any job. You can't buy that. You can't buy that, you know, that, that scene. You can't buy that experience. So with ourselves, with our neshamas, when we neglect ourselves, when we, ne- we neglect our neshamas, when we don't spend time with ourselves understanding and loving ourselves, when you don't love yourself, when you have inner self-damaging thoughts, you're literally at war with yourself. You're literally at war with yourself. You're literally like, like you know, sending you know, missiles back and forth in your brain. You know, it's like, okay, go rip some Choraba. I gave you some time to think. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. You could have you could have fifteen things to say. But just on the last thing that Rav said about the picture of how your observation, I was just it came to me that I I don't, I don't know the guy himself, like I don't know what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I just think that if we can observe ourselves, like right now, if we could just do it, if anybody's willing to for five seconds, like we're sitting, like listening to the Sosharm, like we're here to grow, we're here. Like, to just imagine that observer, that Rabbi Fisher, who's looking at us to, like, really, like, take in, and not, not to have other people looking at us, to look at ourselves and be, right. wow, like, right. I'm sitting here, I'm listening to things that might be hard to accept, I, I'm sitting here listening to, to open myself up, to, like, learn about myself, to work on myself, like, that's huge. And then to just like hear the way that you were talking about that father and little girl, like mm. to talk to ourselves and like, right. yeah. and this is just because right now, but we're doing amazing things all day. Like, you know, I see people. This wooden bench I had a Kodesh Kadashim. Like, <laughs> I see guys talking, and it's like, it's like I know, like they're talking about life, and like it's so. To I, I'm I'm the observer, but to just. Create that observation point in ourselves where it's like, wow, like this is beautiful. Like, keep on. So that that's what came to me about that. Okay, was that too, like? That was beautiful. Go ahead. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful. Can I, and now the second thing is. Yeah. So when the rab, I don't know if anybody identifies with this, but when the rab, I've heard the rab say this line so many times. It's so cool to see myself, how I've changed through the years, 
this line, I think you've been saying it at least for a year, but from your soul salon, maybe two years. Two years. Two years. That you can go on your life and not know yourself. Right. And like, I'll just say like, publicly, like, when I heard that, it was like, yeah, like, but I, I know myself. Like, right. I know so much about myself. But right. I said the story about the guy with anger. He knows himself. He knows his anger. So um, something that, that came to me is I, I'm sure that you've had this experience. I'm sure that people have been in different positions. But a lot of times you'll have like a mother talking to the Rebbe in front of the kid. Right. And like the Rebbe is talking to the kid. And the kid's like, I'm comfortable. So the mother like jumps in with her like explanation. Right. Like, oh, so why do you want to come to this yeshiva? Like, and the kid's like, and then the mother's like, oh, there's going to be some limit. And I feel like a lot of times we do that to ourselves. It's like, like, oh, so you have this anger thing. Like, oh, let me explain to you why there's an anger thing. Like, I mean, this is how we deal with it. And it's like, the same idea. Can you take an observation point and just say, like, I don't know why the anger is there. Let's try to be more open with it, like, or whatever it might be. Like, I just think that a lot of times when you say that lush and to know yourself, it means something much deeper than, than, than explaining why you do things. It's like... You're saying it's based on an assumption. You're assuming the anger is an anger parent is taking that as first and all. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, that's his like it's like, I'm already... You said getting to know yourself. I'm, I'm already like... I'm already past that. So right. it's like, is there a possibility to like ask the mother, like ask that mother part of you that's like telling every... Right. And like... When, right. when you say that, just it, 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 I'm like, right. it's like crazy to hear, like, right. so crazy. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I want to say, I want to, I want to expand a little bit on what you're saying, and, and just to take it a little step further. right, um, which is a relationship between a husband and wife, is to know um, the 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 relationship. Of, of people um, is to constantly uh, know that you don't know the person and that's how you really get to know somebody. When you assume, I remember in, in, uh, in school, in, in college, sorry to, to mention that in the base Medrash, uh, but uh, when I, my, my first uh, class that I took, um, and I remember the, the, one of the, the reports that we were supposed to do um, was we we're supposed to, um, it was actually on empathy, and to learn how to listen without an agenda, to learn how to listen without your own brain going in your heart, because a lot of times when we listen, we get triggered, and we um, right away, uh, you know, don't really listen. We're, we're not really listening. We're, we sort of are assuming the whole time that that's what the person is saying. And we had to do a report on someone to listen to them like you're listening to them for the first time. And it had to be a family member. And I remember I chose my mother. So imagine, I'm in my 20s, and we all know what our mother says. Everyone, if I ask you, what's your mother going to say? I know mommy. I know what she says. I know my father, of course. Your father and your mother, for sure you know what they're going to say. You know more than what they're going to say than they know what they're going to say. That's what a child does. We, we, we pick up in our parents. We know it's so deep. And I had to do this... this this thing where I was sitting, I took like, it was like a three, four month course. It's called Helping Relationships. That was the name of the course. And it was about listening, about really taking your heart and putting it on the table, taking your brain and putting it on the table and sitting. I remember sitting with my mother. I remember to this day where I was, sitting with my mother while she's talking to me. And I was listening to her like I never 
heard, and it was like, I never, never experienced that. I was like, wow, she's like, you know, she became a person to me. She became, you know, not, oh, there she goes again, talking about whatever she's talking about. And it was the most incredible feeling. It was the weirdest. It was definitely a weird feeling, but it was, but it was amazing. The reason I'm saying that with Ripsam Karaba, what you're saying, is that that's what, how we start off. That's the power of renewal. That's the power of getting to know someone on a deeper level, of getting to know yourself on a deeper level. To get to, to look at yourself and say, right, I've said this many times, you walk in, imagine walking into your, to your, the bathroom in the morning and looking in the mirror and another guy is looking at you. You'd scream, you'd go like, ah! You'd freak out, you'd say, holy cow, who is that guy in the mirror? But what happens, we go up and we look in the mirror, we're like, I know that guy. Right now, like the story, I think what they say, the stipler or someone, I don't know, where they don't they never saw themselves in a mirror. They're walking by with the talus and say, oh, who is that big tzaddik that I just saw? You know what I mean? They saw themselves. I don't know, whoever was, the tzaddik, and they never, never looked in the mirror. By us, by us, what Rabbi Sukharab is saying, we always look in the mirror. You know what the we always look in the mirror? It means we're lying to ourselves because we think we know what we look like. In order to get to know yourself, you have to, you have to, you have to let go of yourself. That's a good line. In order to get, in order to know yourself, in order to know yourself, you have to be willing to say, "I don't know myself." Right? If you want to know somebody, you have to say, "Tell me, tell me more. I want to understand. Explain to me." Oh, but I saw you yesterday, right? The old joke. Oh, how you doing? You don't mean how you doing? It's just a way of saying it. How you doing? There was that commercial. I don't know if you guys know that commercial. Back in my day, there was like the New York guy and the guy from Texas. There was like the out-of-town guy and the, uh, and the, red, the New Yorker. And he's like, how you doing? He's like, yeah, yeah, how you doing? And the other guy, the Texan, whatever, goes, how you doing? He goes, oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Like, he really meant the question. You know, when you ask yourself, who am I? Like Rupsim Karab is saying, I want to get to know myself. I'm dedicated to get to know myself. So a guy says, okay, yeah. So I went to Ms. Hilsen I heard Ms. Hilsen I learned a little Musser for 10 minutes. I heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to work on myself, my anger, blah, blah, blah. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> you, you, uh, a person, oh, therapy. Hey, therapy. I'm a, what do I need to do this? What do I need this? I'm going to get my job. I'm going to make my money. I'm going to live my life. Right? It's like marriage. It's the same thing with marriage. Mr. Shem, today we're, we're having, I'm, I'm impressed at the, that, 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 that people want to talk about marriage. They want to talk about relationships. You know what it is to be married, everyone? Rabbi Yisai, you know what it is to be married? You know what it is to be married? To be married is the same exact thing. It's, about, it's not about being married. I'm not I'm married and having children. It's about working on your relationship and, and, and dedicating yourself to work on your relationship. And if you don't work on your own relationship and you don't work on relationships themselves, if you're not constantly working on that, if you're not constantly, especially, I'm going to say it for real, especially in our generation. The reason I'm saying especially in our generation is because I'm a little bit old, old school, a little bit old school. I'm not totally old school. My parents were old school, but I'm, I'm half old school because uh, I'm first generation American. My father was born in, in Europe. I'm first generation American, so I have in my blood a little bit Old school, a little bit. I can tell you one thing, but I'm not that old school. I'm, 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 I'm definitely from this generation. But I can tell you one thing. The distractions that exist nowadays are relentless. Relentless. 
relentless. The, the distractions that a person can have about life, like I said, the whole purpose of the world is to distract a person from his purpose in the world. And the, and, the, and the media, and I'm talking about when I say media, I'm saying this, I'm saying this, I want everyone to hear this. The media means the Jewish media as well. I hope that's not Lush and for me to say. I don't think it's Lush and Hara in this forum. I'm not talking to Bash. I'm telling us because we're in the East Avengers. Jewish from media is as big of a distraction as any other media. Any other media. It's the same stupidity. It's the same as Shagas. Might be even worse because it clothes itself in in uh, in in something that is important. It's not important. It's not important. The most important thing is is how's my relationship with the guy next to me? How's my relationship with myself? How's my relationship with my wife? How's my relationship with my children? How's my relationship with Hashem? Which are all the same. Everything I just said. It's all one thing. It's all the same. Relationship with yourself, your relationship with your wife, relationship with your children, relationship with God, it's all one thing. And if you dedicate yourself, if you dedicate yourself and you and you are obsessed with that and you know that, then you're on your way possibly. You're on your way possibly. There's a reason why the Ramchal says back in his day, right? We learned it. We learned it together. Right? The Ramchal says at least an hour, at least an hour. Without that, here I'll say it with his lesson. Scary to hear. Without that, it's impossible. I don't know if he says impossible. He says it's like, it's basically improbable for anyone to, he says, Shiamod Adam Bechol Yom Lefachot. At least, this is back in the day. This is in the 1600s. This back in the day when, when, what, what was there? Who had a nicer donkey? <laughs> right, exactly. Who had a nicer donkey? Exactly. Your donkey is your distraction. What, what, what's your distraction already? The market. The marketplace. What was a distraction? There was nothing there. I learned in uh, I learned in Eretz when I was your age. I learned in Eretz I learned in in uh, Shiva and There was also no the elections team. because there was one czar who was you know, right. Exactly, no elections. Exactly. There was one guy. There was one dictator. Exactly. And that was it. You had to avoid the taxes or pay the taxes, and that's it. What? Correct. Oh my God. Oh my God. And he says, panui mishar. That I was talking about, which is, oh, here he goes. A person who doesn't do this, very, very hard for him, to reach, to reach yourself, to really become who you want to become. I didn't realize how beautiful the lesson. I actually underlined it a few times, so I guess I realized it. Damn, and now it hit me again. Someone who thinks like this, karov eleha ma'od. Ki karov eleha When you tap into it, you're close to it. If you don't tap into it, you are very, very far from, from who you are. Amazing. Okay, so on that note, yes. It definitely is a. It definitely. Um, it's not about yotze. It's not about yotze. But yes, I definitely think that this year is uh, um, uh, fifty minutes usually, about five zero minutes. You definitely are on to a good start if you if we do this because. Plus, plus 10 what? 
Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I'll tell you when you know you're doing it. When you want to do it more, that's when you know you're doing it right. Not, 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 to, not to get on the, the language that you said about Yotze, but the world of Yotze means that, that it could be you need more, not you. That a person, it's not about, it's not about you know, checking it off. It's about, it's about, your, it's about right? I'll give you an example. When you, when you fall in love with your wife, and when I say fall in love with your wife, I'm not talking about on the date. I'm talking about when you're married for 20 years and you fall in love with your wife. Not for the first time. Because you want to fall in love with your wife every day. I give everybody here a bracha, a humble bracha. There's a hachana for the Shalom here today. So you fall in love new. You newly fall in love with your wife every day that you're married. Amen. And it's possible. And it's possible. It's possible to do that. It's possible at least once a week. You could re-fall in love. And don't think not like that. Don't think not like that. So, um, oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say, when you fall in love with someone, you want to love them more. When you spend time with someone who you love, you want to spend more time with them. It's not like, okay, we did it. It's like, I don't, I don't want to leave you. You want that relationship to be like that with yourself as well. With Hashem, with the Torah, with the, with, with that, that's what you want. Right, exactly, correct. That, that's what he says. That's what Ava is. True Ava. Is that? Is that you're totally kimide dabriba, right? That's all you think about. So a person says, oh, it's not possible. You got to work it. You got to work it and work it. You got to spend time. If you don't spend time with your child, you won't have a relationship with your child. Correct? Everybody knows that. Push it. If you don't spend time, you're not going to know your child, your child won't you know. If you don't spend time with your wife, you're not going to have a good relationship. You don't spend time with yourself, how are you going to have a good relationship? You don't spend time with yourself. Okay. Causing shame. This is amazing. Causing shame. It's just good to talk like this. Thank you, Rabrafi. Great, great, great. Uh, yeah. No, but, 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 right? But, but Rabrafi is an example of a person who's, who's uh, young, right? But a little bit older than, than some of us here. And he's sitting in this chair. What are you doing? Go get a life. What are you doing? Right? You tell someone like him, go get a life. What are you doing? Yeah, he's, he's got the, he's, it's a joke. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's got, he knows what he's doing. He's got the, he's got the, he's got the life. Exactly. What? Right, right. He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to say anything. But I'm saying, he beat the system. Ravi beat the system. He's sitting here. He's sitting here. He's sitting here in Masil Yisharim, thinking about life at that age. On all of us, should be like that. All of us. Oh, I heard it already. I, I love that. I learned Masil Yisharim already. Right? I love that. I heard it already. Revealing that someone does not excel in a certain area. To mention that someone, page 54, day 17, to mention that someone f- performs a task poorly is Lashon Hara. Even though many people, including yourself, do not excel in that area. For example, did you hear the song he sang? It was so off-tune. So even though some people sing off-tune, so you're not saying, oh, that guy did something bad, but it's still, you're not supposed to say that. Did you read the article he wrote? It wasn't written well. Why do these statements fall under the category of Lashon Hara? Isn't it socially acceptable that most people do not excel in every area? Says the Chavetz Chaim. The above statements are Lashon Hara because the person being spoken about will feel shame 
if he knew others were talking about him in such a manner. <coughs> Question, comments? Now we'll learn a little Ms. Hosea Sharim. Yeah, I recently yes. um, you know, realized how you know, not good Lashon Hara was, because I'm was, I was saying, I came to Shear, first year, I've been hearing it, you know, and I thought it was just regular, but I'm just, just a little more aware of it. And I, I actually was in a certain crowd, and I was hearing people have a conversation, and I was like, oh boy, like you can't, you can't get to happiness like if if if, if your whole conversation is about other people. Like, there's no way that like you could be a happy person because because other people could could bother you. Saying saying you could bother yourself, but then come come other people will bother you. Right. If your your whole conversation is about other people who bother you, then like you should be bothered all. <laughs> so like, you go do the math, you know. Right. So yeah, just shout out to the rabbi. Right, thank you. I like, I like that line that Shai said. If, if you bother yourself, Kolshkane, other people are going to bother you. It's true. And you, and you can't even fix them. Yourself, you could possibly fix. So what people do is they, they try and fix other people. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So true. So true. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. We'll see the good in others. We'll see the good in ourselves. We're not going to talk any Lashon Hara, hear any Lashon Hara. Rechilus, uh, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, I'd like to wrap up today, just for spend a few minutes, uh, just talking about the dynamics of hatred and revenge that we've been speaking about. Just the chaz are over, as Ramchal said, um, to hate someone is, uh, is very uh, normal for a person's heart that is a deceptive heart. And uh, it's uh, revenge is sweet as honey when you take revenge. And uh, it's very difficult. Only the malachim, only the angels, is it easy for them not to hate? And listen to what he says. What is nakama? And Atira is just good to know. He says nakama, right? An example is um, someone doesn't uh, lend you his charger, his phone charger. Uh, so you're upset at him. Why don't you lend me your phone charger? So when you come to me and you ask me for my phone charger, I say, huh, what are you joking? I'm not going to give you my phone charger uh, because you didn't lend me your phone charger, right? I asked you for a ride. I asked you to borrow money and you didn't lend me money. So now you're asking me to lend you money. I'm not going to do it. That is 101 classic revenge. And it's something that makes sense. Why should I do it for you? if you didn't do it for me. That's nekama. Netira, which is um, from the language of to, 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 to watch, to watch, right? Neture karta are the watchers of the city, right? To be noiter means to watch. Um, you're guarding. Um, so you're guarding this, this anger, or you're guarding, you're, you're upset, right? meaning you're keeping it in. Lositar means that that this guy did not lend you money, but what you do is, when he asks you for money, you give him the money, and you say, sure, I'll lend you money. I'll lend you money even though you never lend me money. So, nekama is, I'm not lending you the money because you didn't lend me the money. Natira is, yeah, I'll lend you the money because I'm not as big of a creep as you are. So says the Ramchal, that those are very natural, normal feelings for a person to have. And listen to what he says. I love the language of 
the Mesil Sharm. Since the Yitzhahara goes and he boils up the heart. That's what the Yitzhahara does. He boils up your heart. He reminds you, He wants you to always remember what this guy did to you. Even if he can't have you really have a full memory of the pain, but he'll keep it in you. You can't totally, totally let go. And he says like this, Alkain, <coughs> excuse me, Alkain Ba'atayra, the Kala Klal Shakal Nichlaba, we'll end off with this, as he says, Vahafta Lereacha Kamoicha. You have to love your friend like you love yourself. Kamoicha Bli Shum Hefresh, Kamoicha Bli Chilukim, Bli Tachbulais, Umezimais. That's why the Torah, Hashem commands us, and Hashem tells us. And the fact that Hashem tells us we can do it, and He gives us a tzivoy, a commandment to do it, so it means that each and every one of us have within ourselves the ability to love somebody and to give. And remember, the language of ahava is my language to have, to give. So that means that even if my roommate is insensitive to me, I could be sensitive to him. Even if my father or my mother did something to me, I could still honor them. Even if there's a person in my life who has hurt me, I can learn to forgive and I can learn to, to somehow turn the table. Is it a hard thing to do? It's only easy for an angel. And none of us are angels. Loyal bate choymer, right? Not, 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 not to us who, who live physically. Since we live physically, we all have egos, and we're very sensitive, but to forgive is, is, uh, is, 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 is angelic, to forgive a person. What a person can do is a person can begin with understanding. What a person can do is he can begin with understanding who is it that I hate, who is it that I want to take revenge on, who is it that bothers me, what is it that bothers me, what is it that triggers no your triggers. Know the triggers. I think in, I mean, Simcharab is not here. I think in this IFS thing, they call the triggers trails. They're trails because they lead a person to get to a treasure. When somebody triggers you, when someone, um, what's a better word for trigger? When someone um, sort of um, ignites in you uh, a feeling of anger, a feeling of revenge, a feeling of, of sadness, a feeling of, of detachment, whatever, the, whatever it is, it means it's gold. It's gold. You've got to figure out what's there because if you could figure that out, you could figure yourself out. Question, comments, and then we'll wrap up for today. Yes, Shimon. Uh, if I understood you correctly, because I, I know I was a little in and out, but um, you were saying, you were saying like a, Wow, wow. I think it was like a big 
circle. Right, correct. Well, well, I think what's interesting is that that's what we're afraid of sometimes. You're going to get people nervous to hate to see them now. Because right? then they'll be like, oh my gosh, I need that inside of me. Right? I have that. Right? So people are going to get nervous, which might not be the worst thing in the world to be nervous about. But the point is, in what you're saying, I think it says Rabbi Akiva, before he became Rabbi Akiva, right, the Gemara said that when he was Tzid Talmachacham, Rabbi Akiva is known as the Talmachacham in Torah, is that he says, right, it used to be when he would, he would see a Talmachacham, he would want to bite him like a donkey. He would want to like, bite at him. He mamish had sinna. He had sinna, mamish, for the Talmachacham. And then what did Rabbi Akiva darshan? Darshan es, es ha tira, right, that they couldn't darshan, nobody could darshan, so Rabbi Akiva, the one who hated the Talmud Chachamim, once he followed that trail and he found whatever it is that he looked to find, he found that that was actually the exact opposite, exact opposite, and it transformed him. So, uh, so sometimes it's challenging for us to to. Uh, we want, to, we want to be in the, we want to cover up, we all want to cover up the pain that we have. We all want to cover up the triggers. But when you cover up the triggers, you cover up, oh, we have a new one about ketosis. When you cover up, I'm going to post it on the chat. Here it is. When you cover up triggers, you cover up treasures. If you're covering up those things that trigger you, then what you're doing is you're covering up the treasure that's inside of you. Let us all be zocha to to uh, to try and uh, smell the roses. Let us try and smell the roses of Shvat because we're on our way to Mishnehus Adar Marvin Besimcha. We're on our way to to Gula. Adar is is that's why we have Adar is Smichus Gula the Gula. Adar is the Zman of Gula. Nisan is the time of Gula, so we're on our way, we're on our way. We're on our way, and the airport will open up, it's got to be closed, so it can open up for more and more. We should all be Zoka and have a Gula Shlema. Each and every one of us have an amazing day, everybody. Shkoff.